First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On the line right now is Dr. Kent Hall uh, from MVHS. Doc, good morning. Good morning. How are things down in New York City? Well, uh, I think it's pretty much the same as uh, as back home. Uh, very, very hot. Although, yeah, it is. It, it is warm, but and I don't know when the relief is going to come. But you know, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and and I said, you know, in February we're going to be longing for these days. You're right. You're right. I, you know, the the beauty of of the heat, you can always kind of go into uh, into some air conditioning and cool off a little bit. Have an ice cream, cool off a little bit, whatever it is. But man, that cold of the winter time is just. Uh, and you're right; it's February. We're okay with December. You tolerate January, but when it's cold into February and, and March, it just feels like the winter's never going to end. So we should cherish what we have right now. Uh, Doc, let's start with where you guys are on your COVID numbers at MVHS. Yeah, so we're up to 25 patients uh, in, a, in the uh, health system. So we've had quite, the, quite a spike over the last week, um, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, the, it, it continues to be the same as it has, which is that the majority of people that are in the hospital are, uh, are unvaccinated. Uh, they tend to be younger, and those are the ones that are in uh, the ICUs and needing the higher levels of care. There are some that are vaccinated that are in the hospital, but... But they, they, even though they're, they're elderly and have the comorbidities, they tend to not be in the ICU as much. Uh, okay, Th- that is those people who are... Oops, sorry about that. Whoa. that uh, those people that hurt, by the way, terribly. <laughs> uh, that is people who are, uh, who are vaccinated are less likely to be in the hospital. And I think around the country, that number is, uh, is a pretty large number, um, right? It's significant. Yeah, no, it is. So the so the 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 the, percent, the the percentage of people in the hospital that are unvaccinated versus vaccinated is actually very high. I don't have a specific number for it across the country, uh, but and it's it's different region by region, and to a certain extent, that's because different regions have different uh, vaccination rates. And so, if you have a vaccination rate of say 70% or something like that, then obviously there's more opportunity for people who are vaccinated to end up being sick simply because there are more people. Uh, but, but it still remains true that, that the unvaccinated are the majority of people in the hospital and the, majority of, and, the, and the vast majority of people that are requiring ICU level care, ventilators, things like that. All right, I want to get into the uh, – we'll, we'll talk all about this but uh, in a second, but I want to get into the mask issue because we've seen it 
uh, at school board meetings. Uh, there's a story this morning about the governor of, of Connecticut being chased by uh, angry constituents, screaming at him, pointing in his face, um, almost seeming violent over the fact that their kids are required to wear a mask in school. Um, we'll get to the school thing, but uh, I had Ed in Syracuse early this morning give me a, a study on, uh, well, I guess it's not even a study. He's quoting some of it. But experimental assessment of carbon dioxide content in inhaled air with and without face masks in healthy children. So is there a danger of some sort of poisoning for children who are wearing a mask? So the very short answer to that is no. Um, You know, the, I mean, doctors, surgeons wear masks every day when they're in the operating room, their entire careers without having issues. There are other uh, um, um, professions that need to wear masks for different times, whether they're construction workers because they're working with asbestos or they're you know, or or just you know painting and they're and they're wearing it for the fumes and things like that. You know there is there is no there is no danger to wearing a good mask. I mean, obviously, if the mask is impregnated with something that'll make you sick, then yes. But if we're talking about a regular surgical mask, a cloth a cloth mask that that you've made yourself, there is there is no danger at all with, with wearing that for extended periods of time. And and the, the reality is, you're seeing uh, a lot of the kids that are wearing masks that are acceptable are the are the cloth masks or the bandana type uh, situation and 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 even though they probably don't protect as much they're still allowed by schools right correct and the, and the reality is remember what the mask is designed to do is not is not as much protect you as to protect I mean yes there is some protection for the individual who is wearing the mask but the majority of the protection is actually for other people around you from you yourself. Uh, and that is because the, and so I want you to wear a mask when you're around me and you want me to wear a mask when I'm around you because that's, that's really helpful and, and um, protecting. And yes, there is, you know, it, what, what the masks do, and obviously depending upon the type of mask and how large the openings are within the mask, you know, it is to a greater or lesser extent. But what they do is they is they stop the spread of the droplets and the aerosols um, into the environment. And when you're in an environment, when you're in an enclosed environment for an extended period of time, read a school uh, a school classroom. You know, then that's when these aerosols stay in the air for, and other people can come in. And if they're not wearing a mask, then they have a higher likelihood of, of getting them into their respiratory system. And that is why we want people to be wearing masks when they're in those environments so that there are fewer of those particles that are floating in the air, just looking for a nose or a mouth to or an eye to uh, get into. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, Every one of these studies, though, Doc, has someone, uh, a physician. In this case, this study had like four or five physicians uh, attached to it that are a part of, of this. How do you explain when another doctor or two doctors or five doctors come out and say, this is dangerous, despite what uh, maybe the majority of doctors say? Yeah, so... 
first of all, doctors are human beings and they're going to have their own, their own responses based on not just their training and experience from a, from a physician standpoint, but also from their viewpoint as being a human being. So, you know, what I look at is not what an individual says, but what is the, what is the profession as, as a group say, and, and, and you will be hard pressed to find a, a, a professional society within medicine across the board, whether it's emergency medicine, anesthesia, internal medicine, um, surgery, that says that that mask wearing is dangerous for for kids. You you will you will not find that. Uh, it's almost like when they when the your pediatrician tells you um, uh, if your kid's going to be outside at night, um, especially uh, after it's been humid. Uh, spraying some bug spray on the kid. Is it possible the bug spray could be dangerous? I remember our physician saying uh, there are some studies. Yes, make sure your kid washes it off before they go to bed. The dangers of some of the viruses carried by mosquitoes are greater than the dangers of, of the actual bug spray. And the same thing is true here. If there's some sort of danger psychologically or medically with masks, it's so slight as compared to the potential danger of of the virus, the kid getting it or spreading it to to uh, an adult or someone that is uh, has some sort of a comorbidity. Yes, that's a that is a very good point. Is that is that you know the whatever whatever minimal danger and and I really can't minimize it enough. But whatever minimal danger that that there may be related to wearing masks is significantly offset by the protection from a virus, which we all know from the last year and a half is is causing you know significant mor- morbidity is killing people is sending kids to the ICU and and then and then people are staying sick for extended periods of time upwards of you know 6 months 8 months a year uh and so the the danger from the virus far outweighs the danger the potential danger from any any poten- from any mask wearing uh, and for these, uh, here's uh, Justin in New Hartford. Uh, not sure if you guys heard, the Whitesboro board meeting earlier this week had to be shut down before it started because of unmasked, unruly parents. Um, there are many things in this world to fight about, many things that you can disagree with and argue over. I just feel like you got to pick your battles. And parents, is this the, ba- is this the real battle? I-, I think the battle of kids not of kids having to to learn remotely is a valid battle. My kid isn't learning as much as he or she should because they're doing it remotely. That's a valid battle. That's one worth arguing. I just think the mass thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I, 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 I have empathy for, for people who, who want to live their lives the way that they want to live them. And, and certainly, you know, in a, in, in a world where where we don't have these kinds of of really community level and and national level and world level um, issues, then 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 that is then, then that is where we uh, want to be. But but you know we're in a pandemic and we're still in a pandemic, and the science will tell you that we as a as a species, the human race, is better off wearing masks, staying socially distant, 
you know, until we can get this pandemic under control. And it's not under control yet. And if you look at what's going on around our country, it's not under control. So again, I, I go back to follow the science. And what does the science say? And the science says that, you know, to what you were saying earlier, the, the benefit of wearing a mask and not getting sick far outweighs any detriment to wearing the mask and staying socially distant. Um, last night I was on a, uh, we were going to the Mets game and I was on the, on the subway and I couldn't get my mask on tight enough. I'm telling you, it was, <laughs> I mean, the people sneezing, I mean, everybody's wearing a mask, everybody. Um, it's required on any public transportation in, in New York, but you know, the sneeze, there's one guy that's just, uh, all, I, I just, I couldn't get my mask on tight enough. You, and, and, and. If you're looking, if you want any anecdotal evidence, uh, Dr. Hall, I would assume that the fact that you didn't have a cold last year, you didn't get the flu last year, are are pretty valid um, examples of of mask wearing and what it accomplished for us last year. No, I, that that is exactly right. And it is also one of the things that we are about this year is that, you know, we're going to have the flu this year. We didn't have it last year, which, you know, imagine what it would have been like for us in the in the healthcare field if we had had, you know, just a regular flu season in addition to what we had with uh, COVID. So yeah, yeah. We are we are looking at and concerned about what what might happen related to the flu, but we are prepared. Quick question. Uh, and I have about 30 seconds. Uh, Randall's in New Hartford announcing uh, that pharmacy is giving the flu shot out now. Should you get the flu shot now or should people wait? So, you know, it is, this is the beginning of getting the flu shot season. Um, you know, I, I always opt for getting it a little bit later because its utility is about six months and the flu season tends to last through March and sometimes into April. However, if there are people who have significant respiratory issues and the flu would be really bad for them, then I would say you, you can, you can certainly, get um, get it early. Okay. Doc, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week. Thank you, everybody. Please be safe. You do the same. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.